on this week's episode of Polk and Kush, the New Orleans Pelicans are showing us how to go up and down and all around sad happy and everything in between we'll get into that the saints have made a couple of moves we've got more coming on the way as well where do the saints head from here plus all of your favorite segments we've got overrated we've got underrated we've got mardi gras cruise and we've got the taliban you find me another podcast with that you're not gonna get it that's only right here on poke and cut Welcome everyone to Poke and Kush. We're a day late. We are not a dollar short. We are here with you. It's Scott Kushner alongside Mr. Andrew. Polk. Shit, I thought I was going to get to say it. No, I got gotcha. you. Let's start over. I tricked your ass. <laughs> it is the uh, 18th of February, four days after Valentine's. We've kissed our sweethearts. <laughs> We've gone back to Mardi Gras times. Did you Mardi Gras Mambo yesterday? Uh, my kids wore beads in the house, and we played some WWOZ. So does that count? I think so. It That's was as the, much as you can do. It's the spirit. I went to a party uh, party and <laughs> the biggest quotes of all time. Uh, there was a bounce house at a friend's house. It was a wonderful. Anybody who's willing to have throw a party for other people's children uh, have hearts of gold. I have no interest in throwing a party for other people's children. I hardly like to have my own children in my house. Uh, and so we had some friends who threw an awesome thing with a bounce house and a pinata and all sorts of stuff. It felt very Mardi Gras without the uh, the parade, which was actually kind of nice. I've, I've tried to have parties for other people's kids before. <laughs> they're, not, they're not cool with that? No, they're like, what are, why, where are your kids? I'm like, I don't have I don't any. have them. I just have a bounce house. <laughs> yeah. I read Michael Jackson's book. I stopped about a quarter of the way through, and I thought this was good. Yeah. Sounds happy and fun. I'm sorry <laughs> that my attempt to bring joy into your life has been met with this hate. My Mardi Gras was fine. Yeah. I, I went to the tentacle house down the street. How did that go? You know, you just get there and you look at it. And you're like, <laughs> well, how long do I have to look at it for? Just looking at my watch in front of a private residence. There were other people like pulling up and taking photos. It was wild. The house floats thing, man. I went uh, on St. Charles. Like we kind of had a group that walked uh, up and down, basically from the park uh, to like Napoleon. And there's not that many houses that are decorated. And there was enough cars that like I thought I was going to a Saints game. <laughs> like it was the traffic on St. Charles was the exact same as it would have been if Bacchus was rolling at the exact same time. Like, it was nuts how many cars were there. And I was like, there's like 10% of these houses are actually decorated. This isn't like driving through Christmas no, in the Oaks or something. I was like, I don't really understand. And the, the answer is that people just want something to do. Yeah, and I just got in the car and drove around. Yeah. I didn't use the <laughs> like, map. I didn't use the apps of decorated houses. I just wanted to drive around and drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody else is driving. Don't worry. Don't yeah. worry. Somebody else is driving. I tried to go to the car wash. I was like, I bet they'll be open. They weren't. They weren't. It's a good, considered a bar now. There's no Mardi Gras car wash. <laughs> I did go to a bar. I went to Martins and Metairie. New sponsor. There were like, uh, there were 18 just disenfranchised <laughs> souls. I don't think anyone there had any idea it was Fat Tuesday. They crossed the border just to get a drink. <laughs> That's how badly they needed to do it. It was just regular. It was just regular Tuesday there. They say it's just Tuesday everywhere else. It's just Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Tom Waits song that was being uh, unfurled on Mardi Gras Day. I was determined to drink somewhat in public on on Mardi Gras, so I, I had to go there and do it. And, nice. Uh, I had a good time. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, I, I appreciated 
Uh, everyone was still pretty festive. It did feel a little like Mardi Gras. Honestly, the best part of Mardi Gras is just walking around drinking with your friends. Like For sure. the actual parades are great, but they're kind of stupid. Like you know, they're pushing your people out of the way to get beads. Who gives a shit? You know, like it's uh, it, it was it was nice to be around people. For it to uh, people wear the stuff. I don't know. It was. I thought it was cool. Um, it'll make do. And, yeah, uh, you know, hopefully next year's better. It'll be here before you know it. Yeah, and, you know, to miss one Mardi Gras is not the end of the world. No. Uh, I'm glad I walk I didn't... out of here and get hit by a bus. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad I didn't go to the beach or something. It was pretty miserable, uh, you know, weather-wise. So yeah. I think we're in good shape here. Uh, you know, in between Mardi Gras, we had to watch the Pelicans, so that was always uplifting. Yeah, uh, which is, <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty bleak outside. <laughs> It's also pretty bleak inside. Yeah, uh, we have had to watch a lot of basketball. Last week was all roses and sunshine, <laughs> and then the Pelicans uh, played three games that I don't know if they could have played worse. Uh, they gave up like a gazillion points basically in three games, and then they go and beat uh, Memphis, and as we are talking right now, it is in the middle of the Portland game. Uh, they're not great. They're not probably even good, but they're not miserable. So it's like you kind of are in this weird spot with the Pelicans where I don't really know uh, how to have like a firm opinion on them at this point. They're just bipolar. They seem to be a team. Bipolar is a good term. I, I like that they are a team now that you can just kind of have on in the background. <laughs> It is not I'm not ripping my hair out watching the team anymore. Yeah. I'm not exactly jumping for joy like I was last week. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's the best thing you can ask from this franchise, because, you know, when we're saying nine seed, 10 seed playoff team, mm -hmm. that's what you expect. And yeah. I think that's what we're getting. And maybe we're just getting used to it, you know? Yeah, we've had to get used to new uh, uh, detriments to our lifestyle over the last year. <laughs> it's true. This is just another one. It is a weird position to be in where it's like, OK, if you're going to lose to good teams and beat bad teams, that's fine and logical and makes sense. And it's like this is like. They're going to play like the best team in the NBA for a couple nights and then play like the worst team in the NBA a couple nights. It doesn't matter who they're playing against, where it is, what it is like. It just makes there's no rhyme or reason. Every now and again, they play fantastic. And the other part times they look awful. They haven't played a close game, I feel like, in a month. Uh, every game is completely lopsided in one direction or the other. And it basically comes down to who makes more three-pointers. And they're not that good of a three-pointing shooting team so i you can kind of figure out what's going to happen yeah they uh they did very well from three point last night against uh memphis and a lot of that i think was zion running the offense mm. and actually creating stuff but that doesn't uh equate wins unless as we've said a million times lonzo is doing what he's supposed to do and you know christian clark had a good article today about uh the the pelicans are six and zero when zion has five or more assists yeah and Zion is not a point guard. You know, I guess he played point guard before he became the Incredible Hulk. But yeah, he, he always talks has, about that. Yeah, he has some tendencies for it. But the Pelicans are clearly a much better team when he's passing the ball, when other people are passing the ball. And also when Josh Hart is a maniac scoring 25 and 20 like he has a few times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, when the other guys shoot well, that and that's what I think is almost just sucks about the NBA in general now. It really is so much based on which team just makes shots. Uh, both teams, the most part, are going to get open shots. Whoever makes the most open shots is basically going to win because uh, you shoot so many freaking threes. The best sign for the Pelicans, though, uh, is not so much in the scores of these games because, honestly, it doesn't matter that much. I think we know who this team is, like you said. Uh, watching Zion become that distributor, like you just mentioned, uh, watching him initiate an offense and watching him still just fucking destroy people inside the paint uh, is a very good sign for his development and what he can be. The fact that he's reaching this level of potential 50 games into his career and is scoring at the same level Anthony Davis scored at his peak here uh, is kind of amazing. Yeah, and the ESPN will fool you by throwing out crazy stats, you know? Like there's <laughs> one where it's like, 
The only person to average like 24 and on 60 percent shooting is Kevin McHale and Wilt Chamberlain and someone else. And yeah. And Zion. Yeah. Also. <laughs> it's like you can come up with statistics to prove anything. Yes. And now when you're like invoking these ghosts with like odd percentages that don't really matter. Yes. I, I understand why they're doing that. They need infographics. They need something to talk about. That is true. But the, the fact of the matter is New Orleans has an all star duo that's playing very well despite everything else going on. Yeah, I think you're seeing the development. You know, Ingram, you saw it really well early. Uh, I think he's kind of taken a step back while Zion has kind of emerged here. Uh, But freaking Zion, man, if he has that kind of skill where he's able to beat guys off the dribble, he's able to understand when a double team is coming, pass out of it correctly, and if they don't put the double team on him, he just takes someone's ass and goes right to the rim, and they cannot stop him. He finishes almost every single time he's down there. Uh, it's it's scary to think about what he's capable of, assuming that his skill set continues to develop. He didn't have many moves. It's not like he's got like this array of uh, he's not dream shaking anybody. <laughs> I mean, he's just bigger than them. He just doesn't need it. Yeah, and he's just this uh, just a big dude who's stronger than almost everybody he's going against. But the fact that he's recognizing double teams and passing out of it is that kind of next level that we never really had to see out of him before because he wasn't initiating the offense. And now you're like, well, shit, they can definitely build a team around this guy. Yeah, that's a very hopeful thing to get out of these games. And uh, it does make the rest of the season seem a lot more uh, hopeless whenever <laughs> it's like, oh, well, now the other guys have to shoot and score. And that's, yeah. that's been the issue all along. Yes. Zion can be this, you know, bulls on parade. He can be dishing it like Chris Paul. But the fact of the matter is J.J. Redick is, you know, one foot in the grave. Nicolo <laughs> is, you know, he's waving goodbye to his family. He's, they're sending him back by the Statue of Liberty. He's getting sent away from Ellis Island. He's going back to wherever the fuck he's from. <laughs> it, it he's, is, there's no shooters on this team. None. And it really, the more you watch Zion now do this, the more you go, what were they thinking? Building this team, like, what were you thinking? Like, all you needed was shooters around these two guys. And you would have had a pretty good team. And even if they're not great, at least it would have made sense and you could have like really taken advantage of who these guys are. I don't think they quite had the faith in Zion being able to run the point in this way. Certainly, I don't think they had the faith in Ingram to do that. Uh, but yeah, you're right. You're lining them up. It's like, okay, well, you're going to win if Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, Eric Bledsoe, and then a couple dead guys on the bench are able to have great <laughs> shooting nights. And it's like, you can leave those guys wide open for for the whole you could they not do even yeah, quite I often like, i was like you got designs getting triple teamed i was like they're not scared at all of these guys shooting and uh and that's the reason because you've got a bunch of mediocre to worse shooters the fact that Melly and, and reddick sucked this season and not just that just like we're a little off like collapsed yeah. uh Melly's a cardboard cutout dude what <laughs> yeah. is he doing I mean, he's there? flat stanley yeah it's it's real <laughs> bad uh they just it killed it really did kill a, a huge uh dynamic that this team could have had yeah and uh the dynamic that they could have had is getting underlined every day by just how many mistakes were made in the draft. <laughs> no, it's so it's bad. It's looking worse and worse every day. I don't know if it can look worse than it currently does. It could yeah. certainly look better, Yeah, but I don't know if it could look worse. It's impossible for this moment. If you were to, to talk to me on June whatever day it was in 2019, we're not talking a long time ago. It was like, what, you know, 16 months ago or 20 months ago. Uh if you were to look and say, "All right, so Zion's pretty goddamn good," uh, but you know the guy they uh, you know they traded the number four pick. It's like, yeah, 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 they got number eight. He doesn't play at all because he's fucking horrendous and he has no idea what he's doing. And they have no faith in him to the point they can't even play him like developmental minutes. Like, okay, well that's not good. That's definitely a problem. Uh, what about the other guy? Didn't they get another first round pick? It's like, oh yeah, yeah. he also can't play at all. Uh, they try to play him, and he seems like he knows what he's doing, but it turns out that he really sucks at everything that he's doing. And once you like peel back one layer of the onion, it's like, oh yeah, this guy is terrible at basically everything. Uh, and so now you're 
in the position where you've gotten nothing for the number he, four pick. But he did get a little taller. <laughs> he got a little taller after Disney. That's got to count for something, right? Uh, Nikhil, I mean, the thing about Nikhil is that when you watch him play, you're like, hey, he looks like an NBA player. Like, he carries himself well. He seems like he's playing really hard. Yeah, he's, like, getting know, to the right spots. He dresses like Jack Sparrow. <laughs> he's, always, he's wearing a <laughs> Jeff Gordon T-shirt. I, it's, uh, he does a lot of stuff that makes you think he's an NBA player. And then you look at his shooting percentage, you're like, this guy sucks. Like, he sucks. He can't make a wide open through. He's touching the freaking roof on his shots. Like, he's got the arc is insane. <laughs> so both these guys are unplayable. How is that even possible? On a shitty team, they're both completely unplayable. And they are unplayable. It's it's astounding. And, it you know, it could be the first real big pockmark on Griff's legacy here yeah. in New Orleans. Yeah. Or legacy, t- whatever the fuck you want to refer to it as. Yeah. The first time where I think people are really questioning his era and his judgment, whatever. And I think he sort of understands it. Uh, at the same time, you can also question the fact that, like, if this team had just not traded for Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe, would they be any worse defensively? If they just gone and got two above average shooters instead of those guys, would they be worse? Now they would rebound a lot worse. Yeah, uh, they would probably have a little less leadership in the locker room, which we don't know about that stuff because you know nobody's allowed in the locker room because of uh, COVID. So yeah, I don't know anything about Eric Bledsoe's leadership. <laughs> yeah, it's like Zion said something about the other day, but just generally like. You may have lacked a little bit there, but if you had just traded for like mediocre shooters instead of those two guys, you're certainly not worse defensively. It is actually impossible to be worse defensively. Statistically impossible. (laughs) They're like 29th in the league or 28th in the league at this point. Um, But you would have had like a better development going forward. I think this there would have been more logic. We'll see what this team looks like. I still think they're going to end up making some trades soon. Almost certainly, you've got to move Redick. You've got to move Ball. Uh, you probably will try to move Bledsoe. Do you, but do you still think they're going to move Ball this season? Because last episode, we were saying know. that you know, Ball's an untouchable god. When he plays well, they win. That's true. It's crazy that when he plays well, they win. But I don't think you can watch him a whole season, play next to these two guys, and be like, all right, that's a guy you're going to give 15, 18, whatever million dollars, however much he gets. He's just not. He doesn't look like of cornerstone of the franchise going forward, which you would have to do in order to bring him back. Yeah, there would have to be 30 games in a row around the numbers he's putting up. And even then, you're not going to feel comfortable giving that guy that amount of money that he's going to want. He's never going to do that. He's never going to put that together for that long of a stretch. Even, you know, like 20 out of 25 games playing well, he's very reminiscent of Drew Holiday in a lot of ways. And there's a reason Drew Holiday has not been on a lot of good teams, and it's because he is very good when he's good and he's really not so good when he's not and he's you don't know which one you're getting on a nightly basis and i don't think the pelican's gonna enter back into that world this has to be the first lonzo to drew comparison (laughs) i find them to be like extremely similar in their levels of streakiness except for drew is a much better defender than lonzo who's been getting freaking torched half the games now yeah even though he's talented defensively so i don't know i i don't come away Two weeks ago was like, if we want to read our radars, our, our radars here. The two weeks ago, yeah. <laughs> two weeks ago was an absolute low. We were comatose, kill everyone. Like, let's just you know pull the plug. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week we kind of hit the was yeah, up. <laughs> exactly. We took the morphine shot. We were feeling good. Everything was kind of flowing, and then this week I we think- didn't take ecstasy before the last episode. <laughs> you know, for Mardi Gras. And then this week, it feels like we've kind of hit a nice reality uh, of where this team, which is which is somewhere in the middle, and Zion's really good, and maybe that's enough. Yeah, so we will uh, we'll come up. We got some Saints talk still. Of course, we've got all of your segments as well. Uh, stick around. We'll be right back. Polk and Kush. That music you heard up top and just now is by our good buddy, Mike Wiebe. 
Mike Wiebe is a musician, a podcaster, and a comedian out of Austin, Texas. He's in the band Dracula's. He's also in the band Riverboat Gamblers. And he's got a new podcast now on Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere else with Zach Blair from Rise Against. The podcast is called Zach and Mike Make Three. It is super funny. It's a fun way to spend an hour after Polk and Kush. It really is like the after dinner meant, I think, for Polk and Kush. You like New Orleans sports. You like complaining about New Orleans from two middle-aged balding goons. You're going to love hearing two rock stars talk about their lifestyle and antics. So check it out. Wherever you get podcasts, wherever you're listening to this, Zach and Mike make three. Give them a review and tell them we sent you. As always, oh, yeah. we are sponsored by New Orleans' handsomest, smartest, richest, most <laughs> successful houseman. <laughs> Realtor, that's the word. I forgot. Jansen Patagna, J underscore Patagna, spelled exactly like it sounds. J underscore Patagna on Instagram. He's got houses for sale in the greater New Orleans area. They are, these places are immaculate. You, were, you and I would not be allowed in these places. No, no. Why would they allow us? That, and if you want to be allowed into one of these places, all you got to do is call Jansen. Call Jansen. Or email him at Jansen. J-A-N-S-E-N at F-Q-R dot com. Uh, Jansen's the best. He knows everything that's going on in the market. He has sold a gazillion houses because everybody trusts him, and he makes the process super easy. He can get you on an email list. You can know what's on the market, and then you might have a place to live. I mean, property is really the only real investment. When I was buying my car, they were like, this is an investment. It's like, this is the worst investment in the... Investments, you don't just put money in and then it stops working one day. You don't have to... A house, a property, is the only investment left. Don't buy Glenn Beck's gold. Don't buy GameStop stocks. That's done. That was done. All the people that did that, they're in jail now. You have to buy property. Yes. Because the property only uh, uh, expands in value. You can raise a family there. Then you can move to another Jansen mansion That's true. and turn that house into an Airbnb. We've created a lovely little Jansen pyramid scheme without him ever even thinking about I, it. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to get my cut however I can get it. Look, property is the way to go. Buy a house. What are you going to do? Pay rent forever, you goon? Agreed. So give Jansen a ring. Uh, look him up once again. J underscore Patagna on Instagram or J-A-N-S-E-N at F-Q-R dot com. That is a sponsor. Ooh, two in a row. So we will move on uh, to discuss everyone's favorite team here that has not much going on right now, which is the New Orleans Saints. I don't know if they're my favorite football team anymore. They're pissing me off, man. I think I'm a Bills fan now, <laughs> just like everyone else in the world. I am... Uh, I've grown a bit disenchanted with the Saints. Mm -hmm. However, I think it's interesting the moves that are being made right now where they're kind of see where that cap is starting to make a little bit of a difference. You can see sort of the the the, the they're not going to do the big stuff or like a fire sale like Mickey Loomis just isn't going to be that guy. He's going to kick the can on this thing until he's dead, uh, essentially, or at least until the team is just terrible and he can just eat it all in one year. Uh, they, however, cut Nick Easton this week, who is not a huge piece, but he is that that they all Sergio Calamente had that before. It was always like the offensive lineman because you have offensive linemen that always get hurt because Andrews Pete always gets hurt and Taron Armstead always gets hurt. You need another guy right. to play. So this uh, what is Nick Easton, who did a pretty good job at that. And now he's gone. So that's just a cap casualty, you know? That's the, really the first, I guess, big one of the season. Yeah, that's the first big one. The next one, I think Marcus Williams was discussed uh, as, as the potential of him not coming back. Uh, there's going to be a lot of decisions that get made. I think this team is going to look a little thinner uh, when it comes to, like, well-known names. Yeah, options especially. Well, uh, yeah, Marcus Williams, I, I noticed – I've never really seen Saints fans go all in on Marcus Williams. No. He got a week of people defending him, and then after that I was like, yeah, but kind of fuck that guy. <laughs> 
the thing is that he's pretty St- good. Statistically, he's go- he's very good. Yeah. He's elite statistically. But everyone remembers one play. Everyone. Yeah. And then it happens a couple times a season where you go, like, it was his head actually up his ass on the play. Like, how is this possible that he can do 98% of these plays well and then these other ones, he just like is asleep on the field. Yeah. He's, he's comatose as they're you know running past him, uh, and so it does make it so it's like eh, I don't know if this guy's the biggest priority. But whoever you replace him with will almost certainly be worse. Yeah, he will. But it, it you know it won't have that bad taste in your mouth. Like Marcus Williams is like you know going to Taco Bell and getting food poisoning once, and then just. <laughs> You know, you drive by it every day. It's there. You liked it a lot as a kid, but you just remember that one time. Yeah. You're like, you know what? I probably shouldn't. I know it's a good value. I know it's what I want, but you know what? I think I'm going to go to Wendy's. I live like three blocks from a Taco Bell, and I got so sick off of it in college so many times that I like, I literally cannot even like get near the drive through without like getting the shakes of how bad I got it. I know it's probably fine, but you're right. There's a Taco Bell hangover that takes place that definitely <laughs> I feel with certain players of the Saints. You just remember these god awful moments and you're like, I, I just there's nothing that's going to ever get me past that. Yeah. And I mean, you know, he'll go to Carolina with Deshaun Watson or whatever <laughs> and be an all star. Beat the crap out of the Saints. Yeah. And we'll go. Ah, shit. But it just doesn't change things. You know, sometimes there's the one that got away because you can't get over yeah. uh, a bad a bad trip, <laughs> a couple of foul words. He might be the one that gets away, but, you know, the, the team needs to – they need that Skrilla, as the kids would not <laughs> yes, say because yes, no one said that that's ever. What, that's what the kids are saying. Uh, you know, there's just a weird – sense about where this team is headed uh, because even if he doesn't come back like the idea that like Easton's gone Cameron Tom is gone on the offensive line like you're gonna be thin I don't know if Caesar Ruiz was really good last year in fact I think he was pretty bad uh, and that was a first round pick and so your interior line is like definitely getting worse uh, it, those are the areas like as those start to crumble just a little bit that's like the biggest area of concern for this team is like shoring up that kind of stuff that I think is is really challenging, but isn't sexy. Like, yeah, I don't like who honestly who woke up and saw the Nick Easton news and was like, oh, no, not Nick and, and texted everyone they know. Like, no one gives a shit. The but, Easton family. Yeah, exactly. I think even <laughs> even they were probably fine with it. Uh, but it's like those little moves because you're so cap strapped and you can't have you don't have the flexibility that you need those little things are i think we can chip away at a good team and especially when you lose someone like breeze that it's hard to kind of overcome it and we're just going to go ahead and assume breeze is retiring still right i think he's going to make his announcement as soon as we hit stop on this and you pull out of the driveway <laughs> of the bud ice studio oh yes new new sponsor of bud ice uh he's he just seems like he's waiting for something like the the deadest possible part of the sports calendar is what he's waiting for, and then he can get like three days of coverage out of you know like the NFL Network of talking about what amazing stats he has in the regular season. Because otherwise, yeah. I don't really understand it. If they're done, you know, talking about whatever Tom Brady thing they want to, then yeah. Drew is going to come out with it. Maybe he's trying to avoid some big. You know, there's still a lot of quarterbacks up in the air. I'm sure he wants to get like Watson out of the way. He wants to get Aaron Rodgers out of the way. And then he's going to come out and say, yeah. I'm retiring and I'm going to go kill Sleepy Joe <laughs> yes. on Fox News every day on my new talking head show. I'm retiring and climate change isn't real. <laughs> Did you guys see the snow in Texas? That can't be global warming. You got $2,000. I don't need $2,000. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I, I don't even... Like, I don't even consider Breeze still part of the team. I've so moved on in my head. I don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Every day it seems like there's another quarterback who wants out of the situation. This week, uh, Russell Wilson, apparently, uh, having some problems with the Seahawks. Uh, That would be uh, phenomenal uh, if that were to come to pass. I don't have any idea how that's possible that you can actually land a guy like that. Uh, But there just seemed to be, like, 
for the first time ever, a ton of quarterbacks out there. And if the Saints end up with Taysom Hill uh, at quarterback, it's going to suck. Well, uh, you know, the talk has been Jameis and Taysom are the only two options. There's no other suitors. Yeah. But they're not going to release anything otherwise. I they're guess not. Gonna not. Say any, they're not going to say anything contrary to that. Of course not. Why? I mean, it just seems like you would leak it at least be like, we're interested in X guy or what? Like, just so, there's so many guys. I mean, there's like seven starting quarterbacks out there who are all better than Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. Well, maybe they're worried about alienating those two bozos by yeah. leaking anything. I guess. I mean, the Saints have to be salivating because a 31-year-old out of his prime white guy is available. <laughs> of course, talking about myself. <laughs> if only you were 31. <laughs> Um, T.J. Watt, he could, you know, join the Saints uh, washed up Hall of Fame with yeah. Champ Bailey. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, J.J. Watt on the Saints would just be perfect. There's oh, like yeah. several of those guys have come through. Kiko Alonso. Yeah, can... To Bucky Jones. Yeah. And yeah. There's a there's an array of uh, guys who played there last year on the Saints. You're like, oh, he that's why he's here. He does not have it anymore. That guy is done. Yeah, the Adrian Peterson Award. Uh huh. Yeah, Adrian Peterson was great. The the funniest part of Adrian Peterson is he played like four more years. Yeah, and it was pretty good. But the the hated Sean Payton so much he couldn't possibly handle doing that. We've all been there. Yeah. Uh, the very last bit of Saints news. Uh, I don't even know if you call this news. Saints are renovating uh, <laughs> the dome right now, so it's not a COVID uh, vaccine site. And also they are informing some people who have been season ticket holders for 50 years or whatever that they've lost their season tickets. There's nothing they can do about it. Oh. So that sucks, but, you know, they'll save some money. Well, now they're going to be in the hermetically sealed bubbles or whatever <laughs> we're going to have for next season. Yeah, with plexiglass between all the seats. Everybody has to wear an Iron Man suit to get into the games. <laughs> they have to dress like Cuba Gooding Jr. in that, in that submarine movie. <laughs> <laughs> the Iron Lung. Uh, I, I do think it sucks whenever this happens. This is the second time it's happened. When they read to the press box, a whole bunch of longtime fans. Like, if you've cared enough to go to Saints games for that long. And then they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, you can't buy tickets from us anymore because we had to put in bunker suites like that just sucks. Yeah. Especially if, do you've, something. if you've gone to the games for more than like 15 years. Yeah. It's kind of like, OK, you you've earned this. <laughs> yeah. It's like this is such a part of your life. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're not allowed to buy tickets from us anymore. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, you don't have any tickets anywhere that I can buy. Like, oh, no, sorry, you're gone. First man in, last man out. That yeah. should be the rule. That should be the rule. Like, they should just kick out somebody who yeah. is new this year. I, I mean, there were t I saw it on Twitter. Somebody was like, yeah, my dad drives in literally four hours for every single Saints game. It was like the most important thing in his life is having these tickets. And they're just gone. I was like, well, that sucks. Well, like, he, driving the eight-hour round trip, he's going to have to get with Drew to talk about how global warming <laughs> isn't real. And then maybe make a pitch to get his tickets back. <laughs> Maybe you can get in Drew's suite, or you think well, he's I'm already sure he's sold not, it. you know, driving here in Gravedigger or <laughs> Bigfoot. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Uh, well, yeah, so that's the Saints news. Uh, it's, there's Does not that much. affect your season tickets? No, we're good. We're never leaving. I'm going right. to be the last person in that goddamn dome. I hope it doesn't affect my job as a hot dog salesman <laughs> in the Superdome. <laughs> <laughs> Bulk's like, yeah, man, I got him for free this year. <laughs> Also, that'll be $8. <laughs> I'm selling <laughs> cotton candy. What's the worst food to sell walking up and down the aisle at a Saints game? Clam chowder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the baseball games, I feel like, have a lot more people walking up and down. Football, you don't get as many. Not though, as like, much. It's usually booze going up and down at football games. Yeah, it's, it's pretty not much really it, hot right? dogs, popcorn. Yeah. I, I never see that. Maybe cotton candy or something like that. Cotton candy. Peanuts I would be the worst for me since I'm deathly allergic to them. <laughs> yes, that would be bad for you then. <laughs> I, at Astros games, they have guys who sell these like yards of margarita, like the giant, tall plastic cup. And I was oh, like, like the wow town. Yeah, yeah. Except it's literally like, you know, whatever, like a foot and a half of plastic cup with margarita. In it. And I'm like, whatever pieces of shit are buying that thing. Can you imagine that guy's probably gotten tipped zero dollars the entire oh, yeah. night. They were taking dollars out of his pocket while he wasn't looking. It's like, oh, yeah, honey, give me that $17 margarita. That's what I need right now. I'm like, I don't want to be able to walk out of this stadium because I have had 
four margaritas. Thank God I didn't have to stand up to go buy it. Yeah, you better hope there's a guy behind him selling insulin after yeah. one of those. <laughs> Uh, so that's the Saints news, everybody. Uh, we will be back. We've got uh, Polk news, another thrilling uh, amount of, of hard news coming, uh, as well as <laughs> overrated, underrated, and, of course, the worst. Stick around. Polk and Kush. Polk news. Polk news. You know what that explosion means. It's time for Polk News. Polk News is, you know, it's just tidbits I find, you know, a few hours before the show while you're driving up. I'm <laughs> frantically searching for, you know, anything just anything that tickles my funny. That's yeah. that's Polk News. Um, we mentioned old TB at the uh, at the whenever the fuck we talked about him. The, du- uh, the daughter of the Lombardi Trophy creator demanded an apology after Tom Brady threw the Lombardi Trophy to Gronk on their boat celebration for winning the Super Bowl. The granddaughter of the what? The regular daughter of the Lombardi Trophy creator. Not of Lombardi. Merely of the man the who, who designed and built the trophy. He didn't design and build that trophy. Well, It's not like the same. It's not the Stanley Cup. It's not the same one. <laughs> well, I think it's, you know, maybe the same mold the or same something mold. <laughs> Maybe lines. it's like... The guy who, you know, made the class ring at Jostens being mad that everybody is taking it off and throwing it in the river. Like, who gives a shit? Like, well, I, I'm guessing she missed. Wasn't like Gronk like drinking out of it with yeah, like Edelman? He dented it last year. They played year. baseball with yeah. it. That's what it was. <laughs> These guys need to win less Super Bowls is the problem. I think that's what she's really mad about. Well, she also said that she lost two nights of sleep thinking about it. Wow, she should have kids. <laughs> she can take mine. I feel like this this woman is not a candidate for having ch- children. Uh, yeah, she's not a candidate for talking into a microphone, apparently. <laughs> Are you serious? I lost two nights of sleep because someone threw a trophy that my dad designed. My dad does a lot of people's taxes. What if they got caught by the IRS? You think I'm worried about that? <laughs> you think it keeps me up at night? <laughs> like what the fuck are you I talking mean, he about? He bought it too. It didn't go into the water forever. No, it's not gone. And also, if it was gone, they'd just make You'd another buy one. Buy a new one. <laughs> it's not the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Has this woman seen what they do to the Stanley Cup? Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say the, the, the amount of weird shit. It's got to be like a thing. crime scene oh, on the God. Stanley Cup. I know. That's good. <sighs> well, uh, she demanded an apology, and everyone universally told her to fuck off. <laughs> They're like, are you kidding me? Just justifiably. It's hard for there to be a story about Tom Brady and Gronk being drunk goons on a boat. Yeah. And them be the good guys. <laughs> yeah, they're the sympathetic <laughs> figure. <laughs> uh, Alvin Kamara, um, earlier this year, he went to a NASCAR race. He saw Bubba Watkins. Is that his name? Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace. Was there we the go. Golfer. He saw Bubba Wallace, and now he's a NASCAR fan. Alvin Kamara tweeted just uh, out of nowhere, apropos of nothing, mm-hmm. that uh, he'd heard that NASCAR drivers could piss and shit themselves <laughs> because it evaporates. Oh, because it's so hot in the suit? Yeah. And then, shit? Like, well, the shit is what, like, a bunch of people replied with, like, no, they can't do that. And some people replied going, okay, the piss, yeah, they can pee. And it evaporates. That's a real thing. Other people replied saying that they wore diapers. <laughs> like that astronaut lady that <laughs> drove across the country to kill her husband. I did a little research okay. today while I was supposed to be working. Uh-huh. And it took me to a website called Diaper <laughs> Wiki. Is it really? I swear to God, this diaper is a real wiki? diaper wiki. It is about everything diaper related. <laughs> Obviously, this is a sex website for lunatics. Yes. The cops, I'm surprised. Yeah. The cops are going to kick in the door and take me to forever jail. I'm surprised an arm didn't come out of the screen <laughs> and just gouge your eyes out the second that you. Uh... Well, it's it's supposed to be for like baby products and shit like that. But of course, there it's not. <laughs> but there is a section on NASCAR drivers. And quite simply, they don't wear diapers because the absorbent thing in a diaper could catch fire and kill them <laughs> if they're going to crash. 
That seems like not worth the risk. The the uh, it's usually like a hundred twenty degrees in these things. So oh. if they do pee, it does evaporate. However, the suit they're not just like pissing in their face while they're driving. Sure, they have like a special thing in the suit that they can pee into, and then that will dry out from the heat. If they need to go number two. They'd go before like, the, yeah, you know, I, what are yeah. you in a like NASCAR race at max is four hours. There's no indicator that these guys ever have to shit themselves. And if you did, you'd probably crash the car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be like, hey, we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> I got to take a dump. I'm going to drive through the infield and just be done with this day. <laughs> So I just wanted to, you know, I can do research, too. Yeah. And I thought this was informative for everybody. So, good. AK, there's your answer. They can, but they don't. That's, you know, things that no one coming onto this podcast, anyone listening to this show did not know that before just now. This next topic also about diaper Wikipedia. No. <laughs> Cam Newton. You remember him? Remember Cam Newton, the savior of New Scam England? Newton. Scam Newton. Uh, Cam Newton came out. And said that he's going to stop spending millions of dollars on clothes he only wears once. Well, what a hero. This is a headline. Yeah. The, the motley fool. <laughs> what an investment strategy. I mean, you ever see that 30 for 30 where it's about broke athletes? Mm -hmm. Did you feel any amount of sympathy? Zero. Yeah, because it's like. Derek Coleman has a solid gold rocket car, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I can't afford to. Um, I can't afford to eat food now." It's like, "Yeah, because you have a solid gold rocket car." <laughs> Cam Newton, I think he knows that it's the end of the road for him. He can no longer dress like Steven Tyler from Aerosmith, <laughs> and then just light the clothes on fire. I'm sure he didn't donate it to charity. I'm sure it's all in his. I'm sure he could have sold them. He probably could have. Like they're like you know you were like oh Is a car Kravitz six eight. <laughs> Can he, can he wear a shirt? Maybe like, you know, you were like, oh, whenever you drive the car, like it automatically loses its, you know, its investment. Like you would think him wearing the clothes would make them more valuable to a fan and be yeah. like, yeah, I want to buy that insane leopard print suit that the guy wore at the press <laughs> conference of the team I like. Like, it just seems like something that he could easily at least get his money back for. Yeah, I think Shaq like sold most of his shoes for charity yeah. and things like that. But anyway, he said now he's going to go for more of a vintage vibe. So I'm going to I'm going to sell Cam Newton all of my old band T-shirts. <laughs> he's going to be wearing an anthrax yeah. shirt at the. Uh, <laughs> he, he, him and Nikhil Alexander Walker will have the exact same gear uh, coming up next season. Yeah, they're going to buy my was up Budweiser T-shirt <laughs> the garage sale. The Budweiser frogs. Yes. What a different planet these people live on. Oh, my God. Yeah. Millions? He said millions he said of millions. dollars? Millions? Millions. That is real dumb. I mean, I'm sure it's all custom-made, tailored stuff. That's true. Even then. Yeah. You could pay a guy a million dollars to make clothes for you every day. I, maybe that's exactly what he did. I don't know. That's insane. Well, anyway. Well, we'll so buy some. Tone down fashion when from we Cam move, next year. When we move this show to YouTube, we'll be wearing his clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be dressed like Huggy Bear from Smokey. <laughs> Was it Starsky and Hush? Starsky and Hush, yes. <laughs> All right, that'll take us into segments. Overrated. Overrated. Underrated. You want to kick yeah. us off? Yeah, I can go first. So we'll start with overrated. Uh, I am going with something that we use often. And don't think about how insane it is that this continues to be the way we do it, which is diapers. Yes. <laughs> the fast food system of the drive through. I went to Popeye's on Mardi Gras Day, which is oh. the population of a small city. <laughs> like every person who's ever had a 504 area code on Mardi Gras Day is like, I have to go to Popeye's. <laughs> Today is the day that if I don't have Popeye's in my system, I think I'm going to break down and just crumble and die. So I went to Popeye's. Of course. Go to Popeye's every year on Mardi Gras Day. It's insane. There's like 100 people working there. There's nothing they can do. The guy, two cars in front of me, I had the window down. And you know, like, uh, it's a U, basically, the way they form the line. So I'm looking right in this guy's face. He looked like he voted for Donald Trump at least twice. Um, and he ordered 
When he finished ordering, which took a long time, the lady goes, that'll be $68.20. And I was like, $68 at Popeye's? And it turns out, it was. I watched the bag come out. Yeah. Sixty-eight dollars. Just a parade of bags. It was so. The bag was so big. Anyway, so I was stuck there for a long time in the line. It was a nice place to be, I suppose. Why is this still the way we're doing fast food? Shouldn't we have a fast food system in place now, where you pull into like a parking spot and you order, and they bring food out to you based on when you order, not whatever jackass you get in line, but you happen to be in line behind when you pulled up. He happened to get the U-turn before me. I had to wait for them to make 65 chickens back there before I can get my food. And meanwhile, there's guys, you know, like 20 cars behind me, like, who the hell knows when they're going to get their food? <laughs> so if everyone could just get into a parking spot, you just wait. And then they'll bring the food out to you. Seems like a much better system. And it hap- like it's a very easy thing to do. Uh, are, are you <laughs> disputing lines? Or yes. how, is, how is this different than Sonic? Or are you just describing Sonic? Yeah, Sonic seems like a much better system. Sonic was the fast food. It was like the dip and dots of fast food. It was the fast food of the future that then nobody took advantage of. Everyone should have their own little call window, and then you should be able to get the food. Like, why am I subject to being whoever's in front of me, how much food they got? So you want everybody to be able to place their orders quicker so they can make it. If if everybody can just order from their car on their phone as soon as they get there. Get rid of the line because the line is delaying everything. Yes, or you can order in advance. You can order before you even get there. Some places do have that. Chick-fil-A has that. Yeah, but you can't even get into the Chick-fil-A because a stupid drive-thru line's backed (laughs) up too long. Okay, so everybody gets jetpacks, and this is how we go... (laughs) You know, there's a, if only there was a service where you could get a, like a teenage mother, <laughs> a runaway teenage mother to bring you Popeyes while you sit at home like a king. Only a few more dollars. It's never fun to see the car seat in the back of the DoorDash car. <laughs> yeah, that's where they put my Waffle House in the car seat. Uh, there's a dog back there eating it. I just, these fast food lines are really long. They take forever. The closest it's the same Popeyes, four restaurants. The closest Popeyes to me is people are gonna it's gonna cause a pileup yeah it's the one on vets over here by like the school of rock the line oh yeah the line if you have three cars in the line they're in the street mm. they're on vets mm. and i mean yesterday you know everybody was flocking to metairie to go get wasted <laughs> i'm sure there was some kind of accident uh there had to have been i mean it was it was insane how many cars we're at this Popeyes at 11:15. It was I wasn't there at prime time either, you know. Uh, so let's just fix the drive-through system. I just think it's drive-through is nice. We all think of it as convenience, but it is definitely overrated because it's not set up well to actually provide things in a quick and timely fashion. It's just a line that yeah. happens to be outside. I agree. All right, Polk, what you got? Can you imagine like the the kids at Chick Fil A that like stand out and they'll go up to the car? Could you imagine oh, them at Popeyes like going? <laughs> 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 Fuck you! Why are you here? <laughs> oh. My overrated. This is a controversial one. Massages. Misogyny. Massages. Oh, oh massage. Got to the massage. A massage. massage. A massage. You know, something you get from a woman. There's your misogyny. There we go. There we go. A massage. Is there more? There's no return on a massage. You pay. It's like 80 bucks an hour. Some little toy woman, you know, walks on your back. She like does karate to your back. And, you know, she's like elbowing you and like dropping power bombs on you and it feels great while it's happening and then you get up and you get in your car and you drive home you go to popeyes and when you get home from popeyes you feel like shit again yeah there is no sign well maybe there's some science to it i don't know chiro chiropractice what what's the chiropractic chiropractic work massages none of this stuff works it just feels the fucking chirp wheel i did that i almost shattered my spleen doing the chirp wheel 
<laughs> I'm going to I'm going to get a concussion from using these things. I have an yeah. acupuncture. None of it works. You just turn 32 and your back is fucked up forever. Mm, yeah. You can't uh, the massages they're good when it's like a, a couple and the massage leads to something else. <laughs> when you go into an office and it's a becomes a business transaction, mm. then fuck the massage. Mm -hmm. I uh, I've never found it to be a great experience. I've had a very small handful of massages, and I've always been like, I don't know. After about fifteen minutes, it's it's awkward. Yeah, for me, it's like uh, the boner, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like you know how hairy my back is, and, <laughs> and you see my giant sweaty bald spot just staring at you in the face. She and, does the oil smiley face yeah, on it. I was like, I don't really need you touching me. I don't know. I just never found. I never got the whole uh, thing. I, people swear by it. People love them. And I know, that, like you said, the acupuncture and as big deal, the cupping is a big thing. The, yeah, Pelican, the Michael the Pelican, Phelps thing. Yeah, yeah, the Pelicans use that a lot. You see a lot of guys will have the cup marks on them. Uh, I Overrated is probably right. I can't believe how expensive they are. It's so expensive. My wife will get one. It's like $150 an hour. I'm like, what does this person do for $150? An hour? Like, you know what kind of businesses charge $150 an hour? Well, her masseuse looks like Steven Adams. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what are you talking about? How is this much? Like $150 an hour. Like. That's insane. But, you know, that's what these, especially like the really nice hotels and shit like that. They just got you. Oh, yeah. Oh, they've got you. And they know it. It might be nice to like smoke a cigar while you're getting a massage. That's what I would always <laughs> really just sit in a chair and just read a book. I said masseuse. You know, that's technically offensive. Is it really? Somebody's. I said it's. I may have said it on stage or something. And somebody told me that there was like a sexual connotation with masseuse. Really? And that that was like a stereotype that they were trying to phase what? out. The like midget or something like the what? same way. Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like the word. I didn't know the word midget was offensive for little people. It turns out it is. Yeah, you got. It's to like say that. Nothing about that word seems to be any more offensive than the word little people. In I fact, feel like little people sounds offensive because it's exactly. like saying that they're little and they're not a pert like. Yeah. I don't know. Like they're it, less than. It's like, I'm not saying you're less than. I'm just trying to describe what you are. Yeah. It's very difficult. White. Words. <laughs> Words. Overrated. <laughs> All right. That'll take us to underrated. I got to say, there's something about this cold weather that makes you appreciate the heat inside your home. And especially when you talk to these people in Texas who are dealing with no power. You're like, man, I talked to someone today who said their house was 39 degrees. Jesus. Because their power's been out since Saturday. Uh, this shit stinks, okay? If you have good windows, though, a thing you never think of when you buy a house or an apartment, you never look at the windows. Are these good windows? Are they bad windows? Are they leaky? Are they you don't know. It's impossible to know until you're in there. And they make a huge difference in your life. So good windows, underrated. My windows now, functional, but they leak. You don't only get the water on the windowsills. Enormous pain in the ass. I've never been more bored. On oh, my God. <laughs> it's an enormous pain in the ass. What, are they double-ply? Do you have a bay window? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's an incredibly boring topic, <laughs> and therefore underrated to have good windows everyone before you buy your next house with jansen make him stand outside with a spritzer bottle and point it at the windows until you know whether or not the water comes I'll come in. over with the hose yeah we'll test it out it's baby. gonna be great we're gonna throw water balloons at it it's gonna be awesome dude you're gonna find out about window tent and how it saves you three percent on your heating bill every year <laughs> and you're just gonna be full cush <laughs> Just the accountant's son, just doing, just doing the thing. I mean, you've lived in a lot of places, Polk. You've lived in a, how many apartments have you lived in? I don't even know. I've lived in every neighborhood in New Orleans. You've probably lived in ten places. Uh, I think I've lived in eight different places in New Orleans. And so between Rustin and L.A., also you're talking about ten, right? Yeah, probably eleven or twelve. Yeah, or thirteen at that point. How many of them had good windows? I, I don't know. I was too busy uh, getting laid. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's just something that people I'm don't. Too busy having fun. <laughs> it's a really. It just sucks when it's really cold outside. You're like, this, these things are pieces of shit, man. <laughs> like, 
There's just nothing. Let you me can tell do. you about the baseboards at this one house. Spotless, easy to clean. That's the thing. You're comparing them to baseboards and moldings and all sorts of stuff that people also who are boring homeowners talk about. But those things don't mean jack shit. The windows are actually very valuable. Totally underrated. Well, I'm going to take the bars off the Bud Light Lime Studio windows and see what I'm missing. Uh, I got an underrated that's surprisingly positive. Underrated, Trader Joe's. And uh, this is, look, you go to Trader Joe's and they try and talk to you. I've talked about, I've bitched about this before. I was like, what does your tattoo mean? And I'm just like, oh, God, please. I just, I, I just want the salami and to go home. Please don't tell me my hair is cool or my shoes are neat. Just let me. You go to Trader Joe's and you try to see which one looks the least excited. Mm-hmm. That's the which one hates life as much as I do. <laughs> I'm going to that line. But I went there and I, I you know, they have the bottles of water up against the front because it's illegal and they want to shame you for buying plastic <laughs> bottles. So I was like, yeah, give me a thing of water, too. And they're like, OK. And they like type it up. And then I just fucking ran out of there without getting it. It's like leaving the drive-through without the food. I, my, do, I used to do that my all grandmother time. used to do that all the time. <laughs> and then I got home and I was just so furious. And it's like, am I gonna drive back for? It's two dollars and fifty cents. I was like, I'm not gonna drive back, but I am going to investigate. So I called, and you know, the lady's like, chicken, 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 which. <laughs> <laughs> the Trader Joe's equivalent of that. And she called me baby like seven times. This is the most intimate I've been with a woman in years. She called me honey and baby and sweetie. And I just told her what had happened. I was like, I didn't steal it or anything. She's like, yeah, we know you didn't. She was like, you just come back anytime and tell us and we'll give you the water. I was like, anytime. anytime. <laughs> I'm never going to pay for water ever again. You want a lifetime supply of free water. <laughs> I just appreciate because always in customer service, they view you as the criminal, you as the person who's done wrong. And here I'm like, they're like, you should do wrong. We don't care. (laughs) We totally believe you here in the honor system. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) I read today about an HEB in Texas going through all that stuff in the. uh, It's pronounced heeb. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the the <laughs> the people are in line. It's you know like a hundred people deep. There none of it has power, and it's whatever. You have been getting the shit beat out of them by life for the last three days, <laughs> and then in the middle of the thing, the power goes out at the HEB, and so the company smartly was like, you know, everybody, whatever's in your cart, just take it and go. And I was like, someone's gonna cut the power to the place the next oh, time. Yeah. They're there. <laughs> Someone's going to go supermarket sweep style, put like 60 turkeys in one cart, and get their buddy Roscoe out back. To go cut, turkeys go, and diapers. Yeah, exactly. To go, to go cut the power line and be like, H-E-B, you got a policy. That when the power's out, we get to leave, right? We get whatever's in the cart. Just turn off the lights. Yeah. Not even the- so good grocery stores. Trader Joe's among yeah, them. That's, great. Uh, that's underrated. I would agree with that. There's nothing worse than like, you know going to Rouse's <laughs> period everything about it yeah. is pretty miserable so it'd be nice to have good grocery stores that aren't Trader Joe's <laughs> that will take us into my favorite part of every single week on this show ladies and gentlemen the worst the worst all right I got one for you the headline simply 30 Taliban militants killed an explosion during bomb making class. <laughs> they failed the class. Or maybe they passed yeah, the class. <laughs> At least 30 Taliban. The photo on this thing looks racist. The photo of this guy looks racist. At least 30 Taliban militants have died in Afghanistan after they blew themselves up during a bomb making class. Well, yeah, this is why we have virtual learning, everybody. Yeah. Take the bomb-making master class from home <laughs> in your own sweet time. Khalid Sheikh Mohammed is teaching me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, that's crazy. That's like the uh, my favorite original viral video with the cop teaching everybody about gun safety, and he shoots his own foot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the best. That was always on. It's uh, like, well, that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, foxes like wackiest <laughs> cops and criminals. Yeah, the rest of this uh, story is mostly a bummer and talks about terror in the Middle East. But I think we can all sh- come together and laugh at a, a group of goons, you know, not unlike us. Well, maybe a little. And they- <laughs> I'm going to say they're worse. I'm going to say the Taliban bomb makers worse than us. I just mean us. like, you know, they look like us. They yeah, act like us. Sure. They also want people to die who aren't them. They have podcast. Yeah. <laughs> they have a podcast that 300 people listen to. Yeah. So uh, you know, there's the there's your worst for the week. Don't make bombs with terrorists. Don't make bombs at all. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Don't make a bomb. Yeah. Uh, and don't say bomb on an airplane. That's true. Uh, all right. So that will take me into my worst. Uh, this is the crew that just keeps on giving. Uh, the crew of Nick's, this is from WWLTV, uh, lawsuit claims that Nick's captain led, quote, lavish lifestyle on the backs of Nick's members. We all know the crew of Nick's, uh, their captain, uh, has like a, then basically created this parade, named herself the CEO of it. Uh, she's had like a hundred problems. Uh, she tweeted something that said all lives matter in the middle of the black. Like it was not great. Uh, she also, they found out her house that she lived in was owned by the crew, which, you know, the people riding in the parade pay for. She seems to have some problems. They also had a, uh, a giant party in Mississippi last week or something. I like saw that. pictures from that. So, uh, and, you know, someone died at their parade last year, too. So it's a black cloud uh, for <laughs> to be the Wednesday night parade of Mardi Gras. Anyway, here's the story. According to a lawsuit, uh, Leah, who is uh, I don't remember her first name, Julie, Leah, something like that. Uh, pocketed dues and fees from the crew's members. The lawsuit accuses her of committing fraud, racketeering, breach of contract, unfair trade practices, and filing false public documents. Among the many accusations made were that she collected money for a Knicks member whose house burned down and then took the money herself. (laughs) Did she start the fire too? (laughs) They also claim that she forced members to pay several fees in cash only to pocket that money herself as well. These included tips for float drivers on parade day and a fee for members to gain access to the floats prior to the parade day. What kind of morons are just giving this woman who is a, the biggest shyster on earth and just handing her cash. It's like, Oh sure. She told me it was for the float driver. I know she's robbed us like seven times already, but you know, we can just give this to her. I'm sure she'll do the right thing she with promised. it. Yeah. She promised this time. She said, we're going to be fine. The lawsuit also claims the crew members were forced to buy float harnesses from Crescent city innovations. Surprise, a company owned by her husband. <laughs> <laughs> and the harnesses don't work. And the harnesses, of course, are made of graham crackers. <laughs> also says she uses the house the crew of Nick's pays the lease on, known as the Sylvia property, and is her personal home. Well, I bet and one thing about those harnesses is they probably know how to tie the noose on it real good. <laughs> it's not coming off the float. Oh, Jesus Christ. This woman is so terrible. How does she continue to run this parade? They're like a. Because we're in New Orleans. I think they're. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Would this happen anywhere else? We're like, these people are getting so blatantly ripped off, and they're just like, where do I send my money next year? I got to ride and throw plastic shit to people I kind of know for two and a half hours. <laughs> it's just incredible that anyone is still doing. She's had a 10 year history of this crap and people. There's got a waiting list of people who want to join this parade. It's insane. It's incredible. Should I take my name off the list? <laughs> Why haven't we started a parade yet? <laughs> I honestly feel like an idiot every day that I haven't started a parade. I think we can do it. I think we could have. There's got to be spots next year. COVID had to have wrecked some of these crews, right? The Ponzi scheme needs more money in order to go. There's no money this year. Well, you heard it here first, everybody. Polk and Kush Mardi Gras Bash 2022. <laughs> you can know uh, the crew of P&K. Uh, we will take all of your money. Yep. We will give you nothing except for a spot on the float. And any cash you give us will be used 
uh, entirely for our own personal benefit. <laughs> but at least we're upfront about it. Yeah, we'll have lots of drugs, and if you're with us at the time, you can hang you can out. have some. Yeah. <laughs> also, if you are a drug dealer, you are welcome to come onto the parade yeah, as well. We'll waive membership fees. <laughs> We'll be taking somebody's spot next year. I'm certain one of these West Bank crews is folded by now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that uh, wraps up this week's episode. Uh, always fun, always insightful. I really think mm. we uh, we hit on a ton of topics. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, supporting. Uh, sorry we were a day late, but, you know, we decided to use Ash Wednesday as a time to do this podcast. We also have hats. If you've ordered a hat and we said we would deliver it to you, uh, please, please, please reach out to us and I will get that over to you. That is uh, your one man delivery department. Also, like, rate, subscribe, do all the stuff. Please just tell people that you listen to the show, even if you hate the show. If you got to this point in the episode because you fell asleep or something, just tell somebody else you yeah. listen to it. And then you can buy a hat and you'll be the coolest guy around. Most of the listens are people that don't like us getting uh, reasons for us to get fired. <laughs> yes, exactly. So uh, thank you so much. Uh, genuinely do appreciate it. Thank you to Chanson as always. Uh, and we will talk to everyone next week. See you real soon for the next week's Poke and Kush.